don't want to say this in front of the intern, but I don't think it's working out. <laughs> I'd like to get rid of Craig. Well, well, if you want to start editing the podcast, you can. <laughs> I guess you can start. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I mean, that's fine. We can do whatever you want if you want to do it. Um, I don't All have right. like a, a special opening for this or anything. Well, you better um, figure one out. <laughs> I guess on that note, welcome to After the Movies. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Monk, with my co-host, James Lombardo. And we're here for a very special episode today. Um, our holiday special, our first holiday special. Um, which I stumbled upon while trying to find uh, movies for our guests' holiday special. Uh, but they had it sorted out. We're here with uh, the host of No Hugging, No Learning, Ted Hallowell, Tim Murphy. Thank you guys for coming. Woo! Welcome. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, Ted was here for our Halloween Kills episode, and now he's here for a very different episode. Um... <laughs> I feel like this requires a little bit of explanation. Do you guys want to run through your, your podcast real quick uh, and tell us about what Christmas is for the podcast? Um, yeah, Tim, you've got, a, you've got a much better way to set it up. Like the, the whole story going into the creation of the, of the podcast, if you want to say that. Our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I was, I'm a lifelong Seinfeld fan. I remember watching it during the first run and, and being addicted to the syndicated reruns always, you know, at like five or six, you know, before the local news or after the local news, whatever, you know. Um, and Ted and I used to work together at a radio station and we would spend hours and hours every weekend together just talking. And we're like, this would be a good podcast because we have a good rapport. But like, do we want to be another two white dudes talking on a podcast uh, <laughs> thing. And we're like, no, not really. Let's let's come up with a gimmick at least. I don't know anything um, about that. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys at least have the movies, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it's at least something more than like two best friends just talking shit, you know? Yeah, because I hate the like, the like, um, the bragging about we don't really have a format we just rat it's like yeah well that's that's why it's bad you know it's like we know it's fun when you're in your basement doing it but um you know we we wanted a structure to it and so i found out uh, just randomly one of these weekends like live broadcasts where we just spend you know like three hours together uh sometimes more uh, if we had like you know two or three in a day sometimes but uh, I, I found out that ted had never seen an episode of seinfeld like literally not one episode uh, which was so rare to me as an elder millennial. And so I was like, that's the show. You can watch Seinfeld for the first time, and I can watch it in chronological order for the first time, because I don't think I've ever done that. And I can sort of rediscover the show and watch it with a different lens, and you can watch it through a completely clear lens and not really knowing anything about the 90s at all. And uh, I can try to explain uh, just all of, all of that to you, and, and you can you know uh, experience it for the first time. So that was it. Yeah, um, and then uh, I weaseled my way into uh, a couple of episodes. Uh, <clears throat> I called I called the podcast a few times. Um, we had a whole storyline going that you were our our Reddit downvoter. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, I was the person. Ted would always post on uh, our our episodes on Reddit, and I guess I, I don't think they get downvoted, but people would go like, "Why is this on the Seinfeld subreddit?" And we we're like, "Well, I mean, like." <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It's just people don't like when you promote your own content or, or promote content, yeah. especially a community as gatekeepy as our Seinfeld. They're they're the yeah. fucking worst. <laughs> but Reddit Seinfeld, is so Seinfeld having Reddit a is... toxic fandom is so <laughs> bizarre and funny to me. Of all of the things, it's like yeah. it's like Marvel, and then like right next to it, it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> we used to know. poke I fun at it. We're like pretty toxic too. I don't know. I'm yeah, gonna say yeah. it. I'm just gonna say it. I think the Friends fandom's pretty toxic too. But. Oh, for sure, for sure. But Ted, we used to joke about how to get upvotes. Like, you know, my gay dad doesn't think his podcast is any good. <laughs> you know, upvote him and tell like he's about to die. So, you know, can you upvote this? Let him you're know you're good ideas. You're giving us good ideas going forward. I'm like, we're gonna but, start. We start using these for ours. But then it's so funny because when you put something up that is not your own work. They're like, credit the artist! Like, well, which do yeah. you want? Do you want Jesus the artist fuck. to promote their work? Or do you want... Right, right. <laughs> the dumbest place on the internet. It really is. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can I can post a link to any one of our episodes and get maybe, like, three or four upvotes, but someone can post, uh, I don't know, just the millionth meme that week of uh, Soup Nazi <laughs> saying, no soup for you, and it gets fucking 5,000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta figure out a way to merge the two. You gotta get them. You gotta get memes and promoting your content. <laughs> no hugging, no learning for you. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> With Tim's face and then the mustache uh, on top yeah. of it, like photoshopped. That'd be very good. Um, so we, I don't know. I, I can't remember how this. How this? The first episode we did was the How Murray Saves Christmas, right? The first. Christmas yeah, I think it, it wasn't the contest, right? I think it was. It was Murray. the contest came after Murray. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we started doing movies uh, at Christmas to where there was some actor that was in also in Seinfeld and like Murray, it was Jason Alexander. Uh, and yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jason's in it, but the star is um, Frank Costanza um, Stiller, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Losing my mind. I woke up like 15 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> we did jingle all the way. We uh, uh yeah, we started very, very literal, like, okay, we want like bigger stars of Seinfeld. We're gonna stick with like the big four, maybe maybe Jerry Stiller and like yeah. anyone else who's in a lot of episodes. Maybe Newman. We we've got we've gotten very, very liberal with the star of Seinfeld. Um yeah. pretty much anybody who has like and IMDB credit on Seinfeld is is fair game. It's free territory. It's free real estate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I think I think it got really liberal with A Christmas Story too, which was by far like the worst movie that we had ever watched. On uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, about oh that. are you talking? Uh, are you talking about Santa with muscles now? Are we? Uh, <laughs> I, are we uh, I mean, so we on. The worst one that we watched on our show. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so I was looking for something. Little did I know, with the end of the Seinfeld um, premise coming up as you reach the, the final season, um, this was going to be the last Christmas special. So, of course, we had to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because it's mm -hmm. like the big, big one. Um, and so, I, meanwhile, I was looking for the worst movies I could find. <laughs> a lot of times I find movies and then I go do my digging to see if I can find a Seinfeld person in it. Um, because I really wanted to make you guys watch a jingle all the way too with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> uh, and there is no connection whatsoever. Uh, none. None. So look forward to that here on this show next year, uh, if we make <laughs> it another year. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're done picking um, movies. You're done. I'm taking it away from you. I'm taking the whole thing. I'm gonna edit um, it and I'm picking the movies. Done. <laughs> show up. Oh my god. Okay, so Adam. So I had found this. We have a channel on uh, Chorus.fm called Movies That Don't Exist. People just post <laughs> like the posters of movies that like you can't believe are real or that happened. Um, and this was one of them. I was like, oh my god. And I started digging through the, the, the credits, and Adam Wiley, who plays... Oh, please. Taylor, I don't know who that is, uh, also plays the kid in Season 3, Episode 6, The Parking Garage. Um, yeah. Taylor is... Uh, the, Taylor's the male orphan. And... Okay. The kid is the kid in the parking garage that tells George he's ugly. And it really, and it gets to George. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so I got oh, here via Adam Wiley, and then I stayed here because uh, the Hulkster, uh, Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. Um, Hollywood Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Hulk Boulder, Hulk Machine, Mr. America, Sterling Golden, Terry <laughs> Boulder, and the Super Destroyer. Um is also in the film. And I, I uh, those are all names that I went by in high school, too, which is convenient. <laughs> You'll have to be, if I refer to Mr. America in the podcast, know that I'm talking about Hulk and not directly to you. Mm. Um, well, that'll um, get confusing, but I'll try my best. I, uh, I, I just found something very curious uh, regarding release date with this movie versus a very similar movie that I'm sure everyone else kind of got the same vibe with, but I will bring that up whenever 
uh, whenever uh, we get to it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. We well, and I think you we want to tell everybody to... what we watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, staying with us. Uh, we watched a movie. <laughs> This I this is my favorite part of the movie is that it is called Santa with muscles. It's like a very first draft name. There's no there. You really can't even rewrite that to be like something clever, but it's not. It's literally Santa with muscles. Everything about this movie. Not go uh, go ahead. I was gonna say not until Snakes on a Plane would we get a more literal title (laughs) for any major release film. I think a lot of movies need to like take that and just run with it. You know, you're just as literal as possible. Yeah, please. It is. It is like um, ever. It is. It is the name of a movie that would make fun of movies like this if it came out today. <laughs> like, like I have a copy of Hobo with a Shotgun, and that's like a <laughs> Grindhouse movie that's like fake Grindhouse and like kind of makes fun of the way that Grindhouse movies were. And like everything about this movie, like I kept picturing if this was a cartoon. There was there, uh, Saturday Morning All-Star Hits is on Netflix now, Kyle Mooney's show, and it's got all these fake 80s and 90s cartoons in it and stuff. All I could think about was, like, if this movie came out today, it would actually be, like, kind of genius, because it would be, like, um, it's, like it's, you know, it's a fake 90s kids movie, so we need a pro wrestler in it. It's got Santa with muscles is the title. And then for some reason in the third act, there are mad scientists trying to use child labor to mine... Uh, a giant uh, mine shaft beneath the town for crystals, like electrical crystals. Electric crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explosive electrical crystals. Um, so uh, I was gonna apologize for making you guys watch this, but then Jimmy told me on Twitter how much he enjoyed it, um, and I'm hoping you guys share <laughs> his opinion mm-hmm. uh, because I know he had a great time watching it. Yeah, this is probably the best movie I've ever seen doing a, doing this <laughs> podcast. I think, you know, I'm going to watch it every single year now, just right before Christmas. I loved it. Wow. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> it's very funny because uh, I gave you guys the option of doing this or Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> um, which would have been like, it, it, it's night and day. Um, it's like, this is like not a movie uh, compared to that movie. Um, but we watched Santa with Muscles. Uh, and I don't know about you guys. I knew I was in for a treat when uh, the police officer shot a shotgun through a, a through a sign, and it made a hole that a shotgun does not make. Uh, it made like two <laughs> big barrel holes uh, through the sign. Like so, a some uh, cartoon. Some set deck just looked at the shotgun and was like, "Well, it's got two barrels, right? We need two big holes." Yeah, this one probably, bullet from each. What's so hard yeah. about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it, arguably it, the best movie that Clint Howard's ever been in. So. <laughs> Clint Howard, also the star of Seinfeld. He's in the L.A. episodes when Kramer moves to L.A. playing the okay. serial killer. Yeah. This, this is insane because um, I watched this. I told Jimmy this. I did post this in the chat, I think. I, I watched this first half of it. Uh, I had a heartburn one night and I couldn't sleep. So I watched this the first half of this at like five in the morning and earlier in the evening uh, it had been the last drive-in christmas special joe bob ruins christmas and they showed ice cream man with clint howard and i was oh. blown away he stars in that movie uh looking like a real lizard man and uh yeah when i saw him as the police officer in this my mind was absolutely blown it is insane to me ron howard's career trajectory trajectory that's the second time i've said trajectory in the past like <laughs> two days career trajectory uh and and then clint howard just decided to do movies like ice cream man and santa with muscles and like strictly b movies probably the more successful route to take i think personally your brother can't make a movie every single year yeah Yeah. who wants to make 200 million dollars on like a movie like castaway or something when you could be in (laughs) with muscles yeah. You could yeah, be this, pinkly Santa with muscles. This movie has Ed Begley Jr. in it, too. When the credits were rolling, I'm like, well, that's a real actor. And Garrett Morris yeah. from SNL. Like, another guy uh, who is also a real person. 
Except for, unfortunately, yeah, this movie made as much as like a Subway franchise does on a normal basis. I don't know if they were able to afford some of these actors. I know. So, yeah, Yeah. this was a big and this might be time for Ted to bring up his uh, what he found, because this movie came out on November 8th and it was in theaters for two weeks. Oh, (laughs) which means it was nowhere to be seen by the time Christmas Came <laughs> okay, so th- this is this is what I found, and all the way like watching through this movie, I'm yeah. like, th- there's no way this wasn't a rival studio's reaction to hearing news. There was a movie being made, a Christmas movie being made with Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. and yeah. I had to think. I'm like, okay, this has definitely got to be a movie. That they tried to release just right before Jingle All the Way was released to try and like scoop up that buzz, right? And Aaron, like you just said, Santa with Muscles released November 8th, 1996. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger released, uh, I just had it. Uh, oh, where did it go? Uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger released November 16th, 1996. Wow. Yep. So and this <laughs> they was November scooped them by, Yeah, they scooped them by one after, week. So did it? Wait. Well, I guess one week. Yeah, but that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> after it was destroyed was... by Jingle All the Way, it they were like, <laughs> just cut, cut it, cut it now. <laughs> yeah, dump but, it. But yeah, the thing is, was, uh, but the thing is, like Jingle All the Way didn't do well. Like it, it's not a good movie, and to be destroyed by <laughs> Jingle All the Way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Uh, Listen, this... six-year-old me would disagree with you on that. That's all I'm going to say right now, Ted. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of the... There's a lot of parts of this movie that feel like watered-down elements of uh, of Santa with muscles a little bit. Like, you have all of the elves, like, playing poker in the back, doing, like, the, you know... Um, it's like the Santa union, but just, like, not fun at all. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a fight in a mall. That's... Right. Right. Way, it, th- yeah. This would be called if this was Jingle All the Way, like it would be Jingle All the W H E Y. That would be like the Hulk Hogan Holy version. Fuck. God, uh, oh, nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, nice. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It is. It is insane how like not charismatic Hulk Hogan is in this movie. <laughs> it is like it is like the worst. Bizarre. So I um, so I think what happened was is they heard that Jingle All the Way was coming out and then they were like we have to do something so they immediately started filming when they found out the uh, release date of it they filmed it and edited it in probably like two weeks and got it out right on, on November eighth probably filmed it where Hulk was wrestling that day and uh, you know that's probably what happened there yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a production segment on the Wikipedia page, so we will never get our oh, prying man. eyes behind the scenes of uh, of Sansa with muscles. I would love, I would love a documentary that's like twice as long as the movie about how this <laughs> I, came together. I read that the uh, the original screenwriter they changed his script so much that he sued to take his name off of it because you know with WGA like those rules, <laughs> like they're. But uh, like IMDb says that he had to sue to get his name taken off of it because they changed Jesus it so much. They, they destroyed the integrity of his of his script, Santa with yeah. muscles. I would love to read that <laughs> first like, draft. Maybe it was good. It's like the child Maybe labor wasn't supposed oh to be God. for the minds. <laughs> child labor was supposed to come in in the second act. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Aaron, did this movie uh, put you back to sleep when you got up? in the middle of the night to watch it because I did, I don't fall. I don't normally fall asleep during movies, but I totally crashed during this movie. Like, and I got a lot of nice sleep the night before. Like I, I fell asleep <laughs> and and I had to rewind it at, at that point. Cause I was like, well, what if I missed something really important, but I'm so glad I did because I would have missed Hulk Hogan singing with that little girl in the church. And I'm so glad I didn't. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> you know what but maybe seen. that's what put me to sleep has dulcet tones. This is the first time I ever, like, I got 30 minutes into uh, this movie, and then I immediately was that Spongebob meme, where I was like, all right, I'm going to head out. And I paused it. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, right after the opening, like, you know, that crazy opening scene where everybody's just overacting, and they're, like, fighting Hulk Hogan, and they're like, ah, 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 and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then I get a little bit more into it. I was like, I need a break. And I remember right on the 30-minute mark. I paused it, and then I didn't come back to it till like eight hours do you, later. Do you <laughs> remember? Like, this thing. 
remember the scene you were in did he make it to the orphanage yet because i did the exact same thing but like no, he didn't make soon, it to the orphanage yet. no okay. i don't think so because like i i made it until they sat down for dinner at the orphanage and then yep, i'm like okay surely it. i've got to be halfway through almost done with this by now and I'm like i still have a fucking <laughs> hour left of this yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I actually paused it when the uh, uh, when he makes that comment about his pajamas. I think that's when I stopped watching. So yeah, I did make it to the orphanage when he was just like, "Oh, nice uh, pajamas." He's like, "At least I don't have a tail." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it's like I'll come back. It is I'll a ninety-minute movie. Uh, less, well, no, it's about ninety minutes. That feels like a Tarantino-esque. <laughs> <laughs> it is like it is like um. It warps time. It's like when you're abducted by aliens and you have, like, missing time. You, like, put on this 90-minute movie, and when you finish it, you're, like, five hours from where you were when you started. <laughs> um, it's just, like, a, a time suck of a film. Uh, I didn't totally hate it. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was bad. But there, there was a couple parts that made me laugh, probably unintentionally. Uh, and it did have a little bit of that air of, like, a movie like Jingle All the Way. Um, granted I have terrible taste and I like bad <laughs> movies, but the one part that I said in the chat made me laugh out loud. Um, and this goes to show how different our podcasts are. We, we're just like all over the roadmap with ours. Uh, there's no plot. The plot is that Hulk Hogan bumps his head and then thinks, and then thinks he's Santa. Uh, he's like told that he's Santa cause they're trying to get him to forget that he's like the 10th richest man on earth. And I don't know if he's an actor or if he's like. A military guy or both or like what his deal is he's kind of a jack of like he's a supplement dude he's just a gym bro dude that's all he is you know he's you yeah, know he's got yeah. his he's got his cornflakes he's got his protein he's got his yeah. salad dressing i mean he's just an entrepreneur yeah he, he's, he's got, got his he's uh he's gary v of 1994 dude so he, he's gary v with muscles gary v with muscles dr oz with muscles is running for senate <laughs> yes yeah i just saw one of his commercials actually but uh aaron i have to i, I have to correct you on an important point when that uh elf guy who follows us around you know who follows him around through the movie for some reason i don't know why he doesn't ditch him immediately but whatever um that guy he says yeah. <laughs> oh when he discovers so santa bumps his or hulk hogan bumps his head and he finds his wallet and so he steals his wallet so he doesn't know who he is um and he's like well i got what's his name blake tom blake thomas or something like that blake, blake thomas. thorn blake, blake thorn. thorn there you go i knew it was bt um and he's like the richest man in 10 states i'm like well, how are you measuring that what do you mean the richest guy in 10 states do you mean like going east I could probably be the richest guy in 10, 10 states, too, depending on what states you're very I'm selective. Like. Yeah. The richest guy. Yeah. I was like, is it literally like distance from where he is right now to like Montana or something? Like, <laughs> nope. There's a richer guy in Wyoming, uh, the richest man in 10 states. I don't get, I didn't, I didn't understand that measurement technique. <laughs> um, I also, I'm, the more we talk about this movie, the more I'm going to go to bat for it. I did yeah. like that. Stop. How, how bad Stop. it was. How bad it was when, um, like, Hulk Hogan's voiceover, when they're in the, the second car chase towards the end of the film, and he's using his own products to, like, uh, disrupt the vehicles behind them. So he's like, a little bit of Blake Thorne's olive oil should do the trick. And oh. like, the cars are like, like all over the road and then he's like about some of my whey protein uh, <laughs> and then clint howard has an insane line they dump the whey protein out of the back of the car and clint howard's following them in the cop car God. and so there's like all this whey protein everywhere and it's like you know you can't see and clint howard goes i'm in i was in desert storm i'm a heartbreaker <laughs> a troublemaker weird like the weirdest line ever um yeah that was this complete non sequitur. I mean, I get the like sandstorm, <laughs> right? Like, that, but makes, still, that makes sense. But we're the so close to Desert Storm after this movie came out. Like, it, it's probably still going on. Actually, you know, like <laughs> yeah. when, I, when was this movie? Was this like ninety ninety six? Ninety six. Okay, yeah. And I don't know when Desert Storm came was was going on, but um, yeah, that was. But it's the second reference because in the very beginning of the movie, as Hulk Hogan is sneaking through his house to fight all of his um, helpers. Uh, he's wearing Desert Storm camo, which was like, which I had like PTSD, not to 
mix, uh, you know, my military metaphors um, of, of like 90s fashion and how that was like everywhere. Everyone was wearing <laughs> Desert Storm camo, like shorts and shirts. And yeah, you could not escape it. It was like the hottest fashion trend. Maybe instead of like a Christmas movie, this is just a war propaganda movie. Maybe that's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to be yeah, like Clint it. Howard? Mm-hmm. Serve your country? Yeah. Look at Mr. America and wear it in his camo. You know, you should join him. <laughs> I, uh, it is weird. I never thought about how deserts, like Desert Storm, affecting fashion. There like were Desert bizarre... Storm trading cards. Does anyone remember those? Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, but this is crazy. Like, to, to think about, <laughs> like, I, like, to, to put it, like, because I guess, like, I don't know about, uh, I mean, Jimmy's not. Nobody here is that much older than anyone. This is not meant to be an age statement, but I'm the youngest person here. Uh, and um, no, well, I, good so for, for you, Aaron. <laughs> so, so for me, it's like imagining if there was like if all of this was like you know they had Iraq War camo was like a big thing in like the late 2000s or in the mid 2000s, and like if they had Iraq War trading cards, it'd be very bizarre. I think there was, though. I think, like, I think during that war, like, more people, I don't know, maybe I just grew up in it a was... small town where everybody wore, like, different, like, army camo, but it just seemed like everybody was wearing camo then, too. I don't know. It was a very merchandised war. Iraq yeah. or Desert Storm or both? Both. Just everything oh. dealing with Iraq had so much yeah. merchandise. At Which least, weird, like... No, because wars aren't intended to make money, but that's crazy. Yeah, it was, like... <laughs> There's no reason that like a fourth or fifth grader should know who is running uh, a huge military operation like Desert Storm, but everybody knew Norman Schwarzkopf and Colin Powell and like, you know, yeah. and, and like literally there were trading cards. I, I probably still have some somewhere in the basement or something. Um, and this sure is enough, becoming a military I, podcast after the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, we did Full Metal Jacket and now we're doing Santa with Muscles. This is a nationalist God. podcast now. I mean... Um, if if you guys come down to College Station, you can go to the uh, George Bush Presidential Library, and you can learn all about Desert Storm. Yeah, I bet. Wow. <laughs> Desert um, Storm, by the way, was 1991, so we're still like four years okay. or five years away. I mean, uh, from from the operation, but it you know it's still really close. That to use it as a punchline is just kind of weird. So I do. We should. We never go through like plot synopsis, but I feel like just to give people a scope of the the million plot threads that are happening at once. Um, and I should mention too before we go forward, the the cast we didn't talk about. Mila Kunis oh, uh, plays one of what? the orphans, one of the young orphans. Um, not only, not only. I want to point this out really quick. Uh. uh Mila Kunis. That is weird. There's also two um, Star Trek connections. I don't know if Jimmy noticed them or not. Um, Don Stark was in Star Trek First Contact. And let's see here. Give me a minute. Uh, hold on. I'm looking for the orphanage lady. What was her name? Like the lady that ran it. Linda. 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 Is it Linda? I thought it, it was says Leslie on Leslie. the Wikipedia. She I was in Star Trek: The Search for Spock and The Voyage Home. So, oh, I love The Voyage Home. Oh my gosh! A couple of Star Trek connections, a couple of that '70s show connections. Um, he so Hulk hits his head, and he he's uh, on the lamb, I guess. And so it, this movie moves very fast for how slow, how uh, punishingly slow it is. Um, he, he's like on the run because he was, uh, the cops think he's a terrorist. Every word yeah, it has to do with a paintball game. <laughs> he, he jumps in his car. Oh yeah. He's at a, um, he goes to play paintball, but he like shoots the other guy, the other team captain, and then jumps in his car and, and takes off. <laughs> like, it's very Grand Theft Auto. What? Um, <laughs> he, he drives away and so he runs into a mall to hide uh, and then he, it's so funny. He has like a very prominent California accent in the movie too, which I never. I guess I've never listened to Hulk Hogan like talk or act in length. But he's like, "When in doubt, jump out!" And like <laughs> jumps out of the car while he's driving. <laughs> the other his passenger is forced to take the wheel. Um, so he goes and hides in a mall, 
and puts on the Santa costume to get by people, but then he's hanging on to the edge of the garbage chute to hide from the police and uh, is hit in the head. And when he wakes up, he doesn't know who he is, and he's convinced by Lenny that he is Santa Claus, um, who also has this pen, this random... Like, the, the bump on the noggin also turned him into, like, a man who hates crime. Like, he... Mm. <laughs> like, there's somebody who's, like... Like, the first time he, inter- he interjects is, like, that girl yells, help, because there's two guys trying to steal the money from the Santa thing, or, or the donation thing, and he, like, stands up and is just like, I'll be right back, and, like, uh, <laughs> like just walks towards them robotically and now has to, like, fight these two uh, delinquents. It's very bizarre. He hates crime now. Um, and uh, on the other side of town, <laughs> there are... <laughs> Mad scientist uh, with a gr- with a team of. Um... Did you guys ever see the movie Mystery Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because this was, this was like Mystery Men rejects. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, Mystery Men pool party rejects. Yeah, <laughs> which Mystery some... Men in itself already have some pretty outlandish yeah. <laughs> characters. In it. This is like a man who loves the smell of. Okay, no, I should go back. This is a this is a geologist. There's a guy that's just a geologist. Mm-hmm. Um, evil geologist. Evil geologist. The common trope, character trope. <laughs> and, uh, he like brushes a guy's face and goes, "You'll make a great uh. fossil." Um, there's a man who loves the farts. He just his whole <laughs> thing is that he fucking loves farts. Uh, he loves the smell of them. He thinks they're funny. He can't stop laughing. He has like. He smells methane gas all the time. Is uh, that why he was always he, laughing? Can I? T- I didn't. I did not catch that. I feel he, like I don't know. I assume, he's like also just a crazy guy. Yeah, know? but I feel like for a kids movie, they could have made. They could have at least said the word fart and and gotten away with it. Like kids are going to know what methane is. A kid's not going to know. Right. At least at least later on, it's labeled stink gas. You know. <laughs> Well, this is one for the adults. This isn't for the kids at home. That's right. Uh, that's right. It's for it's the thinking man's jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a woman that's just uh, electrified. She just uh, is electrified. That's her thing. Um, and with uh, Tim, with your uh, passion for puns, I'm surprised you didn't say it's the stinking man's jingle all the way. Ah, uh, oh, I know. <laughs> Missed very good. opportunity. I'm glad you didn't um, say it either. um so uh and they're just trying to take over the town uh it's unclear why they're mad scientists um they are (laughs) i explained it all there's also a middleman who looks like wes anderson um who is who is just he's just there he's like he like runs the crew but he's also like the sidekick um and so those are the two things that are happening and they're trying to Take over the by the way, the whole gang is run by Ed Bagley Jr. You didn't mention. Yes. Yep. It was and a germaphobe or something. Jr. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was bizarre too because he had the glove on, right? I, mean, I don't know. The most the bizarre thing was towards at the end when he was like, "You're a lot different when we were kids," and he's like, "Blake Jakowski." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that was a weird. They never explained how he knew the numbers to open the vault. Did they? Well, they kind of did because he was he was an orphan there, but he forgot he was an orphan there. Even though in the picture that they show, like early, like halfway through the movie, Garrett Morris goes, "I'm really proud of you, son. You did something with your life, or something like that." Okay. Yep. And I was like, "Oh no, is is there like a dementia element that's going to be like with Garrett Morris or something?" But no, it's like that he recognized him from, and he shows a picture, and it's of him when he's like, I don't know, five or six. It looks like. And I'm like, a five or six year old is going to remember growing up in an orphanage. Um, but and he was friends with Ed Bigley Jr. when they were little. As we know, everyone who grows up in an orphanage is always told the secret combination to the vault underneath the vault. orphanage. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone who grows up there. You know, the catacombs that all the children play in. Normal. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. totally normal thing. Normal thing. And to yeah. go to go even a step further back, we all know that every orphanage in America does have a secret tunnel filled with valuable yeah, yeah. explosive mm-hmm. crystals. Obviously. Um, so mostly a clubhouse, uh, but yeah. Right. Um, 
Because how else does an orphanage make money? Duh. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing was that that Bla Blake de-ethniced his name in order to become a successful <laughs> businessman, much like Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, like, his birth name wasn't Hulk Hogan? You're going to sit here on my podcast and tell me that man's name's not Hulk Hogan? Wait till you hear about Dr. Oz. I don't uh, know. His name's not, not Doctor. Wait, wait, so, uh, wait till you hear about uh, Hulk Hogan's uh, trial for his sex tape. You know, Hulk Hogan oh. has a 10-inch penis. <laughs> Terry Bollea doesn't have a 10-inch penis, but Hulk Hogan does. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm butchering the quote, but like he said something very much like that in court. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot that I was going to open this up with a bit about watching his sex tape instead of watching Sam. Instead of this. That would have been hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, you no. missed the boat on the bit, missed, Aaron. Yeah, missed the, missed the boat. Um, where does everyone recognize Ed Bagley Jr. from? Because I also don't know if this is a being younger thing, but I most notably recognize him from Pineapple Express. Mm, I don't I recognize was, him yeah. at all, so we can say he that right the off the father, bat. He's the father that stabs uh, James Franco in the shoulder with a fork. Fun fact, never seen Pineapple Express, so. Mm. Okay. I, I I liked it a lot when I was younger, but I also liked Seth Rogen everything when I was younger. Because I was like, Think funny that guy. Watch, Ted and I just watched Transylvania 6-5000, and he's one of the main characters in that with Jeff Goldblum. Um, but before that, I mean, I, I didn't really... He's just one of those actors that's always. I don't think he's in anything I really love, and then I recognize him actor. from. But I always, yeah. But I always up. recognize him when he shows up. Yeah. You it's always forget about tap. character actors, though. Like I feel like you're always forget, like the ones yeah, that are yeah. true, like character actors. Well, he was in This Is Spinal Tap, and he was also how could I have forgotten in the beloved 2016 reboot of Ghostbusters. Um, oh. So yeah, he's he ran with um the Christopher Guest crowd, so he's in a lot of those movies like Best in Show and okay. um, A Mighty Wind, probably. Yeah, so maybe he that's was in a movie I'd called Cockfighter. That's cool. It's a good one. <laughs> also starring Hulk Hogan, not Terry. Uh, oh, in a in a dual role, wouldn't that be great? Like the <laughs> that nineties like twins right. trend. That would have been great. Um, okay, so, uh, I don't know where else to go with, in terms of plot. I was, I was just going to point out, um, the movie's, the movie's bad, but I did laugh when, at the end, uh, Hulk rounds, he's got this, like, Richie Rich, he's, like, got this grown-up Richie Rich lifestyle, where he's, like, in this mansion, and all of his, um, his cook and his, uh, driver, and all these people are, like, his friends, and they also, like, uh, try to engage him in fights to keep him on his toes. Um, so he recruits them to uh, go to the orphanage and, and try to save the children. And there's a part where they electrify a doorknob and they, in order to entice the guard to come to the door, they knock on the door and he looks through the door hole and the, the chef has brought, um, are they deviled eggs, I think? A plate of deviled eggs. <laughs> uh, and so the, the guy opens the door and obviously he's electrocuted, uh, and so they Hulk kicks his way in, and the guys follow in, and they set down the tray of deviled eggs, and then as they, he's like, I'm gonna go get the kids, you guys take care of the adults upstairs. And the two people behind him, like his driver and, and the chef, both take a deviled egg and eat it with their hand under them uh, to catch any crumbs as they, like, follow him, which I thought was very funny. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Was that. The, I don't, remember this, I don't, I don't remember this at all. I don't remember this part at all. Who remembers the devil name part? <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. It felt like a Simpsons joke or something. I, that part, that part made me laugh. Three out of four people suffer from Santa uh, with muscles amnesia. That's what three out of four people can't remember hey, this film. Aaron, you could have just made that up, and I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I remember the part, but I somehow missed the background uh, gig thing. <laughs> It's good. Um, did, was there any part of this movie that you guys enjoyed? Um, <laughs> I, I want to point out. I want to point out, like back on like plot terms. Uh, it, it's um, revealed that whenever Santa visits the orphanage for the first time, the orphanage isn't doing so well, and we never really learn like why the orphanage is going to close or or like why they're not 
doing well, but we learned that they have like only three kids there. And <laughs> until until the line they where they said like, oh yeah, we tried to find homes for as many kids as we could. There's a good like ten minutes where they kind of make you believe, oh, they're not doing so well because they don't have so many kids. They need to get some more kids in this orphanage. <laughs> Running an orphanage is like a business. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, more profit orphanages. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I've always been. I've always been pro. <laughs> That's a great um, like premise for a horror movie because how do you get more orphans? You gotta you gotta kill off the parents. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. yeah! That's also a good premise for superhero movies too. So <laughs> yeah, this did have a like an like a origin story to it. I guess mm-hmm. in a sense, I was thinking about this in terms of like a superhero movie. It was kind of interesting. I only had two you know, parts I, of this film I liked, though. It's yeah. when uh, the bazooka got fired at Clint Howard. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then at the end... That guy is a Seinfeld is like, actor. He has, like, just covered in, like, dirt and everything. And then he's just wearing, like, two, like, dice over his, <laughs> over his like, shoulders. Oh. That's the only uh, parts of this film I enjoyed. Was the, the bazooka, bazooka and the, 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 the person firing the bazooka was a Seinfeld actor? Yeah, cop with bazooka is Brian J. Williams, <laughs> uh, who also did some stunts. He's also he was also a stunt performer in the movie, and he played Glenn on Seinfeld, one of George Costanza's co-workers. When they find when George works at Play Now, and they find out he's not actually. Uh, oh my god! And, um, yeah, wow. and he's the one. He, he, George goes, "Morning, Glenn," and he goes, "Go to hell." That's uh, cop with bazooka in this movie. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think we've run through all of the Seinfeld actors now. I do like that they play hot potato with the bazooka after he fires. That was it. Pretty good. <laughs> that was, uh, was alright. So one thing oh, I liked guys. about this movie wasn't a specific part, but it was how they maintained the magic of Christmas uh, and the the secret of Santa Claus, and like how Santa Claus still exists in this universe. And and that Hulk Hogan really thought he was him. He didn't think he was like a mall Santa or whatever. It's really right. not even explored right. very well. But at least like a kid can watch this and not ask any questions. You know what I mean? That's true. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, why am I not at the North Pole? How are kids going to get their presents tomorrow? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm watching a kids movie. So I did appreciate that. I thought that was something they did really well. And they have like the parts too where he doesn't have his beard on, and they're like, "Oh, Santa, you forgot your beard or whatever," and he <laughs> explains it away. And then like, there's also the part where um, when he does sing with that little girl, I think he says she says something about like you can take your beard off or something, and he's like, "Oh, like you're not gonna mind," and she's like, "Oh, you're still Santa Claus, like you just you know." Uh, it's inter- yeah, it is interesting because like through her eyes, it's like Santa isn't defined by what looks like Santa; she just knows him to be Santa. And the beard is just there. It's extra or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it did have this. This is like the thing is like it's it's not a good movie. But it, it. I would agree. There is this element of like how batshit insane it is as like this like 90s kids film. Um, that even though it's not done well, I like that there's an insane premise with mad scientists that want to take over a town and like, like that stuff is as a kid, it would be like catnip for this movie. You know, like I would just be very, very invested Mm -hmm. in it. And Uh, all the performances are turned up to 11, uh, by the way, like there's just, everyone's (laughs) constantly mugging, like scenes go on an extra two or three seconds just so people can like mug a little bit more and like just drive home, like really just like jackhammer the performance. (laughs) I feel like the movie would be 10 or 15 minutes shorter if it weren't for Don Stark overacting. Yes, constant <laughs> yeah. mugging. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, I, uh, I do think everyone was turned up to 11, but Hulk Hogan was turned down to about a, a three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, it was like the anti-Schwarzenegger. Like, if you do compare this to Jingle All the Way, it is insane how far away Hulk's mind is when he's making this movie. You're, you, Aaron, I don't know if you know how right you are, because, I mean, it, instead of, like, his normal, like, what you gonna do, brother, it's later, dude. Right, <laughs> it is, yeah. And maybe um, they tried to match him. They were like, all right, well, you guys have to match Hulk's energy. You know, they're going through it, and they're like, you have to match it. And then Hulk just comes in, he's like, I'm gonna play a California bro. And they're like, no, 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 don't. He's like, too late. What's up, dude? <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> 
There was a bizarre moment that made me nervous towards the end of the movie where he's like taking out the mystery men team and only the electric woman is left. And she goes, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you? And I was like, oh no. And, and then oh. Don, Don Stark goes, he wouldn't, but I would. And then, but, but he doesn't hit her from the top of the balcony. He throws a pail of water on her and she's just electrified. Yeah. Uh, like, like no, no, no better pun or anything. Just like I would, like I, I would hit a woman. Quote Don Stark. Like what? We both mi- of hitting yeah. a woman, uh, I'm not going to now, but I will later. Right. Oh God. Very bizarre. But you, Ted, you you bring up another point. There was another point where I'm like, that would be a perfect. There were so many great points for a pun. Uh, Adam Wiley, when he shoots the uh, fire extinguisher at Stinkman, he goes, see, you wouldn't want to be ya. What? That's an inappropriate time to say that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then see, later on, you, yeah. You could even, you could even just say, smell you later. Like. How hard is that? See? It's a, yeah, it's a film with a lot of um, the hallmarks this- of cocaine use and being written in the span of like four days. <laughs> How about this? When when Wes Anderson is locked in a freezer and then the police are like carting him out, Hulk Hogan goes, well, at least he'll have time to de-thaw. Uh, it's the 90s. Why don't you say he needs to chill out? Yeah. And How also, hard is that? And also, it's thaw. De-thaw would mean to freeze. That's true. De-thaw. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like irregardless and regardless. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm back on the train. This movie sucks shit. Uh, it's not worth. It's not Aaron, worth this movie it. was really bad, bud. <laughs> this movie was the worst movie I've watched all year, and we watched some absolute duds this year. It's true. What? Um. Okay. Uh. In Jimmy's opinion, top three worst movies you've seen this year. After after this, not including this, I guess, and. and I, I guess including this. Uh, this one, the new Conjuring movie. Okay. Yeah, that was bad. And uh, what other movie did it? Oh, and <laughs> shout out to our independent filmmaker friends, but Manifest Destiny Down was an absolute shit show of a movie we, too. But... We, did, um, we, we did this movie called Manifest Destiny Down, which is available on, where did we watch it? Was it on Tubi or something? I don't know. I feel like I had to like get like it. <laughs> Got delivered to me through like a horse. They had to yeah. come to my door, like drop off like a broken VHS tape. We did a we did a season of the show that was meant to promote independent filmmakers, and we tried really really hard to like vet choices and and pick filmmakers so that they wouldn't be like bad because we didn't want to like shit on anybody. Now that's the but one I was, picked. This was like the this was like the worst movie <laughs> excuse for a movie we've ever seen, and then. We we tried very hard. Like I called the movie. I said I didn't want to, you know, make fun of it. So I called it challenging, and <laughs> we we it was like we gave it very poor reviews and notes. And the lead actor from the movie either didn't listen to the episode or didn't care because he posted it on his Instagram story and his Twitter. I like tweeted it out. Um, so I mean, if uh, you guys are here still, if you guys found our podcast through Manifest Destiny Doubt, we appreciate you. <laughs> But and if you like that movie, you, you might, you will love Santa with Muscle because this <laughs> yeah. is like, this is like, um, you know, so light years ahead of it. This is, this is just unbelievable. Um, Ted, was there anything about this movie that you enjoyed? Oh God. <laughs> um, I, I legitimately enjoyed like the first 15 minutes and, and then it just like overstayed its welcome. For me, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be like campy and fun, mm-hmm. and then it just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think we'll have better luck next year with Jingle All the Way too. Um, <laughs> maybe Larry the Cable Guy is a little more self aware than the Hulkster. Um, oh, man, but you two are welcome on the podcast anytime you'd like to talk about other movies that don't suck. So I mean, there's that. <laughs> We do. I feel like we owe you one. I feel like we owe you a good one. Um, Ted was on for <laughs> Halloween Kills recently, which I think most of us enjoyed. So uh, we'll have to have Tim back on. Um, I think next season we are going to be doing. Um, I think I don't know, Jimmy. Should I say? Uh, should I save this for for the next episode? This is the Damn. last. 
Is this well? We have eyes wide shut. No, this is the last one. We got one more. We got one more Thursday okay. show. So we'll have. This isn't the end of the year one. Okay. Well, we'll announce next episode what we're doing for the next season. Um, but yeah. Uh, does any before we wrap this up, does anybody have final thoughts on on Santa with muscles? I um. I would say I watched this movie, Aaron. When you were on our podcast, you said we were talking about doing this later. And you were like, I think you said it looks like the kind of movie that I would have rented as a kid. It, yeah. And like that put me in the mindset because uh, to, to watch this movie where I'm like, I was sort of watching it through those eyes. And so I didn't necessarily hate it. I gave it so many passes because of that. Because I was like, you know what? I bet if I go back and I watch Rookie of the Year or Blank Check or any of the movies that I used to rent when I'd have a babysitter and I got to go and pick out movies at Blockbuster or whatever... Like, it's not as good as Blank Jack, even. <laughs> right. Um, but I probably would have enjoyed it when I was in fourth or fifth grade. And Like, I saw Suburban Commando in the theater, and I'm sure I loved it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so watching it through that, like like you said, it's not good, but I gave it so many passes just because of the fact that, like, I'm, I recognize that I'm not in the target audience. But I do think kids deserve better. Like, I think there are better kids' movies out there to watch. You know, it's definitely not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory you know or um yeah it has big um I, I agree like it has big uh even the poster has like big vhs rental store vibes and yeah. the version of this that's on youtube is like a vhs rip or it or it's i don't think it's a tv rip because i didn't notice any like um usually i'll have like a stinger in the corner or something for for something else that's going on it was like a full rip of the movie <laughs> uh but it's got that like vhs grain to it um as Homer Simpson would say TV's warm, glowing, glowing, warm, glow. Um, so there was a, there was a, there was something very surreal about watching this at like 5 a.m. with heartburn. It made the experience more miserable, but also more like a fever dream. Um, at the, at the very least, I would say I probably, as much as I don't remember specifics about, uh, uh, I just pulled an Obama. As much as I don't uh, remember specifics about, um, Santa with muscles. I don't think I'll forget the movie. So <laughs> I'll definitely uh, like remember enough to uh, steer away from watching it uh, <laughs> under my own power. Yeah. This is a Christmas to remember. Parentheses, kind of. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have rented it again. The next time my parents went out and I had a babysitter, I would. Uh, you know, I wouldn't rent it again. But while watching it, I mean, I could taste the kid cuisine. I was like, oh, yeah, oh kid is... cuisines. Dude. Hell yeah, Hell man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Jimmy, just, Jimmy just, Jimmy like, like, <laughs> he like got out of his seat. He like woke up for the first time in 20 minutes. He's like, oh, we're talking about kid, kid cuisine. Well, those little yeah. brownies. You guys remember those brownies? <laughs> that were like, brownies. Oh, into the thing where you had to was... scrape out with like a shovel to get to. Those brownies yeah. were the fucking best. That's what oh. I'm talking about, dude. Anybody want to make a kid cuisine podcast now? Or are we just talking about <laughs> Hell yeah. Good idea. Jimmy, you got any final thoughts about uh, Santa with muscles? I don't have any final thoughts on it. This movie was terrible. And Aaron, <laughs> as always, your tastes are in question to me again. You know, you, we had a good run here on after the movies where I was like, you know what? Maybe Aaron's <laughs> redeeming himself. But, you know, you found yourself back in the, you know, the podcast doghouse here uh, with me. But. Yeah. Well, I think was, we'll redeem ourselves. It was fun having next. some friends on the podcast, though. That made it so much better. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we'll redeem ourselves next week when we talk about Eyes Wide Shut, uh, which you have never seen. Um, and we've, we've talked about this. Kubrick was your pick for this year, uh, year season. Um, and you have not seen Eyes Wide Shut. It is in my, like, top five. So I'm very excited to watch it um, again with you and get your perspective on it. And then uh, we'll be talking about Chris Law Martinez. What happens next will scare you, um, which I, why don't I just check? Cause I said I was going to do this on the last episode. Um, let me see if it's, by the way, can I throw in one thing that, that nobody's mentioned yet about uh, this movie that I totally just, just remembered. Did you guys notice uh, who was one of the producers? Mm, I didn't even look at it. No. Jordan Belfort. The oh yeah. Belfort. I saw that. <laughs> wow. <No way. laughs> He single-handedly funded this movie. I guarantee you. You want to know how many drugs were involved? <laughs> I, Hell yeah. I, I noticed that in the opening credits and totally forgot about it. Like I, Gra I'm Grace so watched the first 
Grace watched the first 30 minutes of it with me. My my, my wife and I watched it until she uh, gave up, rightfully so. Smart, smart decision. And I, I paused it on Jordan Belfort, and I was like, do you know that, who that is? And I told her, The Wolf of Wall Street. And she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but while Aaron's searching for that, if you two would like to promote your show and where can they listen to you and promote yeah. your Twitters or anything like that, go ahead. Whatever you guys want to promote, feel free. Do you want to take it? Ed, do you want to? Um, well, yeah, we're. Uh, you can go to nohugging.com, right? <laughs> Why do I always forget? I, I'll, I'll, I'll handle this. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, hugging, no learning. It's a, <laughs> it's a Seinfeld first watch podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your shit at. Uh, nohugging.com has links to them all, or you can just listen to them right there. We're on Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash nohugging, where you can join our It's a Hyundai tier for five bucks a month. You get access to all of our bonus content that we clip out of our weekly shows, as well as a couple movie reviews a month uh, that include someone from the Seinfeld universe, including our just-released 2021 Christmas special, talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, featuring stars of Seinfeld, um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. There's like five of them in Christmas Vacation. Tim, do you remember like the names of the people? The original, uh, forgotten and erased, John That's something right. or other. The original John Frankenstein. Randolph. John Randolph. John Randolph. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the original Frankenstein. Um, I don't remember. Oh, one of the cops uh, played the limo driver in in the limo uh, at the right. end of the movie, and I I know there's at least one more. There was a, a stunt woman, I think, right? Oh yeah, stunt woman. Yeah, Sandy Gimple. Yeah, yeah. Who's done yeah. a ton of stunt work? She did the stunts in the fire. And uh, yeah, if you look at her her IMDb page, is crazy. But yeah, she did the stunts in Christmas Vacation too. So yeah, not Christmas Vacation two. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Cousin Eddie's year, Big probably. Island Adventure. Cousin Eddie's yeah. Big Island Adventure. Christmas <laughs> Vacation as well is what I meant. Yeah, um, and please follow us on Twitter. I'd love some more uh, Twitter followers. Followers at No Hugging is uh, where we are on Twitter. Yes, Go give um, them a follow, everyone. Thank you guys for having me on every Christmas. It's been a ton of fun. I'm super excited about the curb season um, and super excited for what kind of possibilities that opens up for us movie-wise moving forward. And um, I will absolutely be seeing everyone back here uh, a year from today to talk about (laughs) Jingle All the Way 2. In terms of what happens next will scare you. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't think you can watch this movie anywhere. So, uh, uh, because nobody of consequence is, is going to listen to this, if you reach out to me, uh, if you reach out to us <laughs> on Twitter, or if you email me, I will I will forward you my digital copy. Uh, I think Jesus Jimmy George listened sometimes. <laughs> I think I don't think he'll mind. Uh, I think because the movie's got to come to streaming eventually, or it's got to it's got to show up on VOD somewhere. But right now, I don't think it's anywhere. So, um, I do have a digital copy that I can share with people if they reach out to my email. Uh, or Twitter. Um, you're email you're setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> email me at aaronvmook at gmail.com and we'll hook you up. We're going to talk about this movie anyway. You, you should love it. Do you want to hand out your personal cell phone number as well? <laughs> Might as well yes. just show out your debit card up here too while you're at it for all our Patreon members. I can get um, a drink on Aaron. As if you just show up at my home address, it is <laughs> 10 <laughs> We can all together. watch it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to thank our Patreon members. Um, Jimmy, would you mind doing the honors? Yeah, uh, thanks to Dylan Painter, Jay Irvin, and Tyler Buckley. If you guys would like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash Media. We have a couple different tiers, 3 5 and $10. All get you different access to our behind-the-scenes content and video version of this podcast available for all of you um, if you miss seeing our smiling faces over on our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about our YouTube channel in next week. Cause this one's running a little bit long, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank in you terms Patreon of, members. in terms of support, um, if you can't afford the Patreon, if you like the show, uh, tell a friend, um, share it on social media. That always helps people find it. And the, the biggest thing you can do is leave us a five-star review on Apple music that helps people find the show. Um, so if you're able to do any of those things, that is a free way to support us. Uh, but either way, we appreciate you listening. Um, thank you, Ted and uh, Tim, so much for coming on the show and, t- and watching this movie. Um, yeah, thank you. Suffering through it together, uh, like the holidays are <laughs> all about. 
Um, I was prepared to talk about this for three hours, by the way. I know you're going into the close, but I wasn't. I could go long. <laughs> yes, do check out our, our, our National Lampoon's Vacation episode of No Hugging, which was edited down from three hours. Um, had a great time on the show. And uh, yeah, which all Ted, uh, thank you very much for your service. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, How come you never you... thank me for my service for editing this song of shit sometimes? Huh? <laughs> never thank, thank you. me. Thank you both for your service. Forever in your debt. <laughs> I don't, I, man, I'm even, I'm even running a blank on how I usually close these things. Because we usually have the bar bit. We usually have the bit where we have the bar. We abandoned it like a season ago. That's just the episode. That's it. It's like it's two weeks ago we abandoned the bit. It feels like... Uh, happy holidays, freaks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you, we'll see you next week. See you, everybody.